You've made it and you're listening to Dear Mom Me, a podcast about a journey to motherhood told through my letters to future mom me and a complete look at navigating all of life along the way. Today, we're going to recap what we heard from the Finding Balance miniseries, find out where I'm at on my journey, and talk about what's coming next. But first, all I have to say is wow, wow, wow. The first miniseries is down, which means the first month-ish, a little over a month, is down since launching Dear Mom Me. Before I dive into the episode, I want to start by how grateful I am for everyone that's listened to an episode um, and has reached out to me. The comments and messages have been so beautiful and heartfelt, and I cannot wait to continue to build this community because it's a strong one. I'm realizing now more than ever that this community is a must and one I'm so happy to help bring together. But please keep the comments and messages coming. I want to bring to the table what you want to hear about and what you want to talk about. Remember, nothing is off limits, and this stage is as much yours as it is mine. Now to the episode. Before we talk about the miniseries in depth, I want to talk to you all about where I am and what's happened in my motherhood journey since we last left off. We left off where all 12 embryos from our first round of IVF came back as no result. I know I gave a few sprinkles of updates in the conversations during the miniseries, but I decided it deserves a little bit more of a conversation. Ultimately, we decided to retest those embryos, and in parallel, while we wait for those results, do another round of IVF to create more embryos after much consideration and conversation. We spoke to our fertility doctor numerous times. The poor nurse at the fertility clinic heard from me all of the time. The head of the testing lab at the genetic testing company and the head of the IVF practice at that same testing company numerous times about what happened what's next, and how do we move forward? I personally, and I I think my husband can attest to this too, we learned so much about what goes into the testing process, how it's done, and what could go wrong during that. But I'll start with during those conversations, everyone was so kind, quick to respond, and aware of how messed up this situation was, and how it could feel for those getting the results. But I did hit peak frustration when speaking to our fertility doctor the first time. When he was explaining the options of the path forward, his recommendation to us was to proceed with untested embryos and no insights. Now, there was a very long pause for me in that moment because I was truly trying to make sense of what that meant and how that even made sense in my head. So I spoke up after, again, a long pause and responded with, if we do that route, I'm really unclear to why we're paying you to help us. And honestly, I truly felt that way in that moment. In my head, his path forward made zero sense to me. As some would say, the math wasn't mathing. We were here to use those testing tools to help us get past the unexplained loss, help us with the bracket diagnosis and with that expedited timeline. So in that moment, that recommendation felt like there was zero consideration of our history thought of in that recommendation. After a short debate, And maybe the word debate shouldn't even be used here because that consideration didn't make sense. We decided to retest all 12 embryos and do another round of IVF in parallel. Just because the results came back as no result doesn't mean we lose those embryos. And honestly, it doesn't even mean that I needed to do another round of IVF. However, there are some considerations of using those retested embryos. One, you have a higher chance of losing those embryos through the unfreezing and freezing cycle because of the stress that it puts on them. Two, 
There are some impacts to long-term pregnancy viability and development because of taking an extra cell of DNA from something so small. However, the head of the lab at the testing facility did give some great reassurance that retested embryos are still really great embryos. But on top of that, I felt like I was being slowed down and losing time on an already expedited timeline. I do want to pause because I want everyone to remember I am not a doctor. This is just how I and my husband interpreted the results from all of the information that we took in. So all of those factors led us to deciding that we needed to do another round of IVF while we waited for the results of the retested embryos. I still also truly didn't want to waste a month. That was sticking in my mind during all of this. I felt like I was on that timeline that was super tight and being paused for one month, actually a little bit more than one month because we had to do another round. We had, you know, we have to wait now that the fertility clinic is closed. We can't do anything until January. It just felt like a big loss in time. I also was so nervous and unsure of everything. What would the results be after the retesting? How would my body respond this next time of IVF? Would we get good results there? The thoughts and questions were flooding into my mind, and they were very loud. Now, I'm sure all of you all are asking, what happened to those 12 the first time? Well, my friends, we still don't actually know. We've been told there was a testing failure, which is annoying for someone who likes to have answers, but... I had to let it go. The company offered to fully fund this round of IVF for us, so we knew there was something that went wrong. But at a certain point, we had to let go of not knowing the specifics for our own mental health. We had the best plan that we could moving forward, and sometimes that's all that we can do. Now, alongside all of this, so much else has happened since I last gave that update. We did complete the round and hear the results, but stay tuned for that because it will come in future episodes. I visited Ghana to see my husband's family and friends. For everyone that hasn't been to Ghana, it's such a wonderful country. The people, the food, the culture. Everyone listening should put it on their travel list. I got to celebrate my best friend's first baby shower. You heard from her. It's Maddie from the miniseries. And so many other great things. Now, I won't lie, that cycle of IVF, it was tough this time around. But that's for our next miniseries, an episode of my letter. So let's get to recapping this first miniseries. Thinking back on when I thought of this miniseries idea, I wanted to learn how people find balance through different stages of their motherhood journey and talk about two things, yoga and acupuncture, maybe three, meditation, that have helped me. But what has come to light for me is maybe finding balance isn't even real at all. And at the very least, each person looks different all along the way. The common theme I personally heard from each conversation was finding ways to give yourself a little bit extra. Make space for yourself and protect your peace. And each person had their own way of doing that. I still like to think of that, though, as balance. I don't know why, but I cannot shake the definition of balance. As a noun, it means an even distribution of weight enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. As a verb, it means to keep or put something in a steady position so that it doesn't fall. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we're all after? Trying to find a steady position so that we don't fall? Finding the tools for us personally that allow us to remain upright and steady through whatever life is throwing at us. Let's touch on a few key highlights for me through the miniseries. First was understanding how my letters and journals could be used in the future through Danny's story. 
I loved hearing how she took that letter and that time, and she's used it through her postpartum journey to remind her of how great everything is and help her get out of that mental state. Support groups at every level of your journey. Having those individuals there, whether you know them or not, can really be instrumental in helping you move forward. Getting into your body and into your breath when your body starts to get into the fight or flight mode. Breaking down the why behind our anxiety and insecurities and how people in your life that are closest to you can be the person who help us break through. Filling your buckets and not being afraid to be honest with everyone around you of where you need to put a little bit more time and attention into what bucket. And last but not least, feeling your emotions, letting them flow through you and not bypassing what you're feeling. Oh, last but not least, scheduling and doing quarterly self-care, one that I'm 100% going to implement, maybe even monthly. But I also had a few surprise learnings. Two of them were ones that I've never thought of before and things that could be different and mean different things to different people. But number one was due date groups. Having that support group that's specific to a very specific time in your life. I know specifically Maddie is going to be taking that on for her new endeavor after birth. But having that group there that is relating in a very critical way to a critical time. And then hypno-breathing. Now I knew breath was important, but I didn't realize that you could actually hypnotize yourself with breath. Something that I'm going to look into. I don't know if I can do, but it is definitely something of interest. And how can that be implemented through a lot of different areas in your life? Now, there were so many learnings from that first mini series. These were just a few key highlights for me. I'd be interested in hearing from you all. What did you learn from the mini series? But it's time to move on to our next topic and our next mini series, which I'm so, so excited about. It's all going to be about what makes us feel good and why. This stemmed from kind of going back through that next round of IVF, but I'm not going to give too many insights today because that is for our next introduction series and our next letter. But I can tell you something. We're going to hear from moms, those who are moms, trying to be moms, or simply don't know if they want to be moms in the series. We're also going to hear experts in the field for a few things that make me feel really good. Now again, learn more about this next mini-series on our next episode, Actually, it's going to be in two episodes because I have a surprise for you all. But tune in to my next letter episode where I'll break down where this topic came from and who you'll be hearing from. And I'd like to extend a huge thank you to each guest I had on the Finding Balance miniseries for being transparent and real with us and giving us all something to learn from. And importantly, I'd like to thank all of you for listening to us today. Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to come back and listen to the next episode of Dear Mom Me.